Welcome to Fire and Soul. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, former TV retail host turned digital CEO of a seven-figure coaching and training business. Fire and Soul is a weekly dose of personal and professional principles to help you take inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast. I believe the universe rewards the brave and that I'm here to awaken you to your infinite potential with less hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace, and flow. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a brand new description on this podcast. I mentioned it last week. There's also a new cover art. This is more and more of me waking up into the truth of who I am and standing in that power and wanting to help you rise up to do the same, my friends. I know I have a lot of women that listen and some men. Thank you, guys. Everyone's welcome. But this is around spiritual entrepreneurship, right? Really allowing ourselves to be called in to our spiritual gifts, our passions, that nudge that's been whispering to us for a long time and to follow it with faith. And let's turn that into something that is impactful, profitable, and deeply fulfilling. That's the direction of Fire and Soul. So all the conversations and solos will be about that going forward. So if you have a calling on your heart, if you want to step into your power and start something online and own your own freaking economy, regardless of what's happening in the world, this is your moment. And there's an amazing masterclass that I have coming up next week. It's called The Five Keys to Grow Your Biz and make bank with live video sales. Think about it. Everybody that we know, like, and trust or that we've invested with, they're all on video and they're selling strategically and authentically if you like them. And if you're listening to the show, they're, they're selling authentically, high integrity. That's exactly what I'm going to give to you as the five keys that you can immediately implement into your business that exists to scale or to get you started and comfortable so at ease on camera that you forget that it's even there. I know that sounds impossible, but I've done it for thousands of my students and clients. So my friends, I hope you join us. You can head on over to michelle-sorrow.com slash masterclass, or the link is in the show notes. Speaking of spiritual entrepreneurship, oh my gosh, have I got a treat for you today. I am bringing to you one of the most beautiful souls that I've had the honor to meet. Her name is Sloan single name. That's it. That's how powerful she is. And we're going to dive deep into what this really means in a new business paradigm for spiritual entrepreneurships. that's so conscious, so juicy, so fucking amazing. Cannot wait. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. And then you're going to meet this beautiful soul, Sloan from former business attorney to core beliefs consultant. She has guided thousands of women worldwide into their greatness in all aspects of business, lifestyle, and pleasure. After scaling her boutique law firm in Santa Monica and coaching hundreds of her clients to help them through their toughest business challenges, Sloan sold her firm to pursue her heart's calling. She is now a core beliefs consultant to ambitious women who are ready to expand beyond conventional possibilities and live fully while creating even more success in business. She's also, by the way, the founder of Warriors of the Heart. We're going to get into that as well. There's so much going on here. Oh my gosh, Sloan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michelle. So happy to be here with you. 
So excited. So I just want to quickly unpack how we met. We met through our dear friend, Marla Mattinson, who's been on this show uh, twice. Dr. Aaron was on the show last week and we all met up in Montecito for Marla's birthday several weeks back. For me, I had met you through serendipity. This is when Facebook was truly working for us. Somehow we'd become friends. We don't remember how that happened on Facebook. You saw that I was doing a video walking in my favorite place, the Rose Garden, and you're like pinging me, hey, <laughs> let's connect, you know, something like that. And we did. We made a girl date. Yes, it was such a phenomenal experience because I saw that you were right outside of my house. I, I'm like, I think we're neighbors. And meanwhile, we'd only met online and we got together and I just felt such a connection to you from that first meeting. So yeah. I such a juicy friendship and relationship. And I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so, I feel exactly the same. And, and then you got a puppy, Clementine, whom I have met a couple times. And Samson's a little, you know, like a big brother to her. I've spent time with your daughter. I mean, it's just, it feels very much like um, home for me. And I know it's still new. It feels like we're dating, but we're not. But it just feels like infinite impossibility. It feels really aligned. And we're going to talk about how I think, if I can speak for you, we both earned that awareness, this place to be in life where we can call in the friendships that we once dreamed of, but didn't necessarily know how to attract or even be right. And yet we're fully here. This is just because the more that we wake up and the more that we evolve, the more that we start to see those almost imperceptible nuances of what it really takes to cultivate true authentic connection. Yes. And I, I love what you said about earning it for me. You know, it's been a big transition in friendships and relationships, but it's become where I meet a lot of people and I'm open to, to meeting lots of different kinds of people, but for friendship, it's a really special woman or person who I would become friends with. And then it was like with you and me, we're both conscious. We were having deep conversation. We're skipping over all the bullshit of whatever the weather and chatter. And we got right into the juice of it. And then there's a real connection from that. Yes. Place. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like filter free friendship is yeah. what I call it. Maybe that's a whole nother topic that we should bring a few of those girls, the women onto this podcast to chat about, because in my experience, you know, we preserve titles, right? Because of history. And we've known someone since high school or college or childhood. And we're like, ah, but we're not aligned on any level. Right. Or I loved what Dr. Aaron said last week. And I know you and I fully resonate here when she was like, absolutely no gossip. If there's gossip, it's only spiritual gossip, which is what's the good? Where are the gifts of this person? How are they special and unique? And right. And I'm like, this is just so good because I've been on this path for a long time and I get really scared for the person who's doing it when I hear them become friends with me or we're in a friendship, but they're still tearing someone else down or speaking negatively. And they think it's a positive, but it's really not. Right. So then how do we feel around that energy? We feel a low vibe. It feels depleting. It feels like we're contracting. And yet when we're around people who would just never talk behind someone's back, right? It's uplifting and it's expansive. And that's been my experience with you. And it's a different sense of sovereignty. Would you agree? I would. And then on top of it, we have then the opportunity to talk about ideas and plans and to, to share. It's like this upward spiral of goodness and high vibes. 
And I, I don't mean to say that in relationships or friendships that we never talk about things that are hard right. or that might feel bad. But what you're talking about is like, we don't even need to go there in places to just like bring ourselves down. And I really appreciate that about you. Y'all likewise, ditto, you know, and, and I know that one of the things that we discussed chatting about was living in integrity. And I loved what you said about it. You said, you know, gosh, when we're out of integrity, that becomes the glass ceiling to your success. And I thought success in every area of life, right? But can you expand on that? Because that is the basis of a spiritual entrepreneur. And by the way, an awakened soul, someone who wants to live a life full out with deep meaning and fulfillment, start with radical responsibility and personal integrity. But I want to open this up because this is one of my favorite things to talk about, and especially with you. I love it. So I have a mentor who a couple of years ago really started me on this path of looking at the places where I was out of integrity. And I'm the kind of person, probably like you, probably like the people listening, where I'm like, I'm in integrity, of course. I'm a good person. I'm, you know, trying to whatever I speak about, I'm living it. And when I started down this path, I started to really look at the truth, which is first we're all always out of integrity in some ways, like we're human beings. Okay. And then second, for myself in particular, my life path and part of who I am is actually like speaking about integrity, elevating people and inviting them up to a higher level of integrity. And I found the flip side of that or the piece that goes with it is that is one of my personal greatest challenges in life. Mm. And when I first heard about that, I was like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, not me. I'm in integrity and everything. And I'll give you a really good example that's silly, but not. I used to, at the Whole Foods at 22nd Street, I used (laughs) to always pull up and park in the fire lane. Okay. And in my mind, I was, it's right in front of other parking spots. And in my mind, I was just like, you know what? If I get a ticket, I don't care. I'll just pay for the ticket. That's fine. Mm. Literally like consciously not thinking about the fact Mm. that there could be a fire and I could prevent someone from from, like being saved in their life. You think like, oh, okay, well, that's obviously that was a big deal. But you think like, oh, well, okay, you know, no big deal. I was out of integrity in this area. But what you don't realize or what I didn't realize was When I have this little piece of myself that's something like kind of swept under the carpet, like I wouldn't want to go and tell this community or my clients or people like, oh, I park in the fire lane. You know, (laughs) when you have something like that with yourself, you're actually spending energy to hide it or to keep it over there instead of being able to be like in the fullness of yourself as a person. Not to mention, you know, something actually tragically could have happened from the choices that I was making. So it's like everything's connected on an energetic level that sometimes is hard to see. Like, how would me parking in the fire lane at Whole Foods be connected to my success in business? But if we're looking at energy and like everything being connected, you can actually see, well, some of my energy is being siphoned into parking there, thinking about a ticket maybe hiding it from people. And now I'm limited in my business. See, it's examples like that, that seem so small and so insignificant. But then if we're really honest with ourselves at first, 
And we're like, what are the other areas in which I might be out of integrity? I'll give an example of mine. I recently had a one-year review with my assistant, Natasha, and I asked her out of these, you know, responsibilities and duties of yours and of these responsibilities and duties of mine, I want you to rate yourself on like a school system, like A through F, right? As if there would be an F. And I want you to rate me. And then I will do the same. And I want us to come and each together and have a conversation. And so I'm very, very happy to say that I got very high scores from her in every category, but reliability. I got, I think a B minus. She was generous. It was probably a C, C plus. And it's for things like this, where it's like me two weeks ago, messing up with you, thinking that the podcast started at one. It was in fact at 1230. She had it on the calendar at 1230. I'm the one who messed up. I'm out of integrity there, right? Or we have our Monday morning meetings at 9 a.m. And sometimes on Sunday night, I'll say, hey, can we push it back tomorrow to 10? How is that impacting her life? her children, her family, the other things she's got going on, right? So I haven't done a lot of that, but it's what got me a B minus score. And I'm like, ah, this is where the universe is pushing me to clean this shit up so that I can build the business of my dreams. These basic systems and processes need to be in place so that I can grow. Make sense? Totally. Yeah. Another one and maybe a, a piece of what you're talking about is the things that we talk about with others. So coaching on being in integrity, for example, and then how far into alignment are we in that in our own lives with it? Yeah, so it's really easy. And you and I have seen people like this for sure in the personal growth world who are really good at talking about these things. But then how are you living your life in the background? Mm. how are you actually showing up? And that's a huge piece of integrity. And that's one that I'm like, now always looking in the background to see what's the truth of where I am. And every time I sit down to this inquiry with myself, every single time, Michelle, I find places where I'm like, Oh, if I ask myself, where am I out of integrity right now? The answers come. So good. And it's just so honest. And I just feel like we can't possibly have the business that we want, the friendships that we want, the health that we want, those basic three major pillars for most of us, right? That lead to fulfillment if we are completely living our dreams without getting honest about where are we out of integrity and cleaning that up. And for some, it's going to be taxes and money stuff, right? Or shopping when you're shopping on credit. I don't know. I'm not judging any of it, by the way, but it's being honest about it. I'll tell you one of the things that I had the most shame around. And I knew even in my beginning friendship with you was like, I just had to say it because I felt like if I didn't, then I was somehow hiding something that used to be a shameful secret that is no longer for me, but like, it was important for me to disclose. So I think I, you remember, like I told you, I'm like, when it gets dark out, I have a couple of cigarettes at the end of the night. Like, and I still do that. Lord knows my listeners are like, girl, when are you going to give that up? It happened during the pandemic. I'm not giving the pandemic as the excuse. It's an old addiction that's strong and deep with me. And anytime that I get thwarted or feel less than whole, less than the truth of who I am, I'll go to that. Plus, I'm not going to lie. I really enjoy it. You know, I do it soothing for me. Everyone has something. Some people meditate. Some people smoke a cigarette. Some people do both. That might be me. But it's like, oh, that felt so shameful. How could I be out there as like a conscious leader and a spiritual entrepreneur and leading people through, you know, all these obstacles and limiting beliefs. And you're still doing that. And I was like, 
just say that you're doing it. Then it's no longer out of integrity. You are owning it and no one will judge you nearly as much as you judge yourself. Guess what? When I shared that on the podcast here back in like December, yes, it's still happening. I had so many people reach out and say, thank you for being honest. You know, if you had any idea what I did behind the scenes, you'd be like, that is no big deal, girl. Like, right. And it was just like, let's just be honest about these things. That is integrity. And that's beautiful. And it's so liberating. Yes. That's a really interesting thing about this topic of spiritual entrepreneurship and being in this world and community is there becomes like this standard or this ideal that if we don't, if we aren't careful, we could start to think that we're meant to become perfect instead of we're meant to be being humans. And part of being a human is that we have this experience. You've smoked, you've not. I parked in front of Whole Foods fire lane. I've not like we're real human beings. And just like you're saying, the foundation of I really believe this path is how authentically can I be me? Mm. The The bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the success, the failure, the darkest parts, all of it. And let that be okay. It's like loving myself and you loving yourself. It's not about me becoming this superhuman, perfect ideal. Totally. And, you know, I love what Tony Robbins says. And I know that you've been to his uh, date with destiny and some other events. And he says that, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. And in fact, if you have that as a standard, it is the lowest standard to ever have because it doesn't exist. So it's like impossible. But yet we somehow, you know, think that we should be perfect or need to be perfect or need to be ready in order to put ourselves out there. So speaking of that, I just want to open this up for a moment so that my listeners can understand how you stepped into what you're doing now. You had a very successful law firm. When did you begin to get the calling that that might not be the be all end all, which could have freaked the ego out on a lot of levels? So you had such status and power, right, as a result of having that law firm at a very young age. And it was super prestigious, boutique, successful. You could get in anywhere in town, a reservation, a blah, blah, blah. I've heard you and seen you share these things on social media and in our discussions. So how was that transition? Was it scary? Were you worried about what others might think? Were you worried it wouldn't ever pay the bills? Like, I want you to walk us through that process, whatever comes up for you that I just asked about to share. It was. It's really interesting. When I first started working with coaches and really growing my business and elevating, I started telling my legal clients, hey, I can help you with a lot more than your legal work. I can actually help you in building a successful company. And I remember at one point I was working with a mentor then, phenomenal human. And he said to me, he's like, hey, would you ever be a coach like me? I think, you know, this is a possibility. And I was like, no, no, absolutely not. Like I'm a lawyer and this is what I'm doing. And I was just like, I couldn't even think of making that kind of shift. A coach. A coach. An attorney who owns her own law firm or a coach. (laughs) Oh, hell no, Ego. I'm so glad we're having this discussion Uh because I haven't heard this story. Yes. So this is what everybody listening is thinking right now. I could never go and do that. I could never launch a podcast. I could never step into what I really want to do. So you guys are hearing it in real time. And this is the truth of what a lot of people don't talk about. So please continue, my friend. Yes. And so there was a long period where I was like, I'm just going to do this other thing on the side. And it became another company. And then I created a product. And at some point, it really became obvious that I was leaking energy, meaning people were coming to me for legal work as a lawyer. 
And I was sort of like maneuvering them into this coaching thing. And I can help people, but that was, it wasn't clean. And I'm like, I can have so much more of an impact helping people in changing their lives and elevating their businesses than I can just doing legal work. But I'm going to have to believe that first and make this move first. Yes, you make such a good point. And even like, you know, oh, I just want to just say something really quickly. When we're not willing to take that leap of faith, how can we expect the people that we want to work with us ultimately take that leap of faith? right? We have to go and do the things that the people that we want to help are scared to do. We must jump first. I'm getting the chills because I'm like leaping the net appear will appear. That's real. It is real. When you've got that nudge, you've got that calling you. It's an anointing. That's the spiritual part of it. Right. But we just dismiss it and be like, nah, I could never do that. Yes. And then you got clean about it. And then it's just been explosive growth. I mean, you have a phenomenal boutique coaching business that's super high end. So can we talk about what that is and then how Warriors of the Heart and the five, or excuse me, the Core Beliefs Consulting came in? I, I want to hear about that transition. Yes. Well, to be honest, the transition was a little bumpy because what happened, I sold my law firm and originally I was... How coaching. long ago was that, Sloan? That was three years ago. So it's new. Okay. Yeah, but this company and the coaching I had started about three years before that. So I okay, got it. Got it. So when I sold the firm at that time, I was coaching lawyers to help them build seven figure law firms. Mm-hmm. And the reason I started with that was because marketing people had told me like, oh, well, that's the easiest thing. You're a lawyer. So we'll just market to lawyers. And I was like, okay, whatever. And this is what we were talking about earlier, the new business paradigm. I was operating in the old, meaning somebody told me this would be the fast track to success. And I was just like, okay. So it's like an intellectual mental choice that I made that was like, fine, I'll do that. And what happened was, this is one example of actually many choices that I was making in that way at that time that led me down this path to come to this moment that was a couple years ago where I had created all the things that I wanted. So I actually had a really thriving coaching business. I was in a relationship living with my partner. We were traveling the world. I had all these friends and these plans and all this stuff that I had really wanted and consciously created. And I found myself at this event and vacation in Mexico with a big group of friends and my partner. And I was there and I'm like surrounded with all these people and all this stuff I've always wanted. And I was so deeply lonely. Mm. I was like, so out of this. And I was really confused because I couldn't see like, I've been doing consciousness work for a long time. And I consciously created this. Why isn't it right? Why isn't this the thing? And I didn't really understand at the time what I had done, but I did know the focus of the business wasn't the end all be all. I'm not here just to help lawyers build law firms. And I also knew that my relationship wasn't the right fit for me for my long-term partnership. Mm. And so at that vacation, at that trip, I made a decision to really pause my whole life. I ended my relationship with my partner. I went into this like deep introspection of what am I here to do? Who am I here to help? And through that process, through then some months, I really shifted my life. And the business piece that came out of it was, I knew that I'm here to help women to really be and fulfill their highest potential. Mm. And I didn't know how I would do that. 
that wasn't my reality. In fact, I wasn't even very close to a lot of women. I definitely wasn't a leader of women. And I just was like, okay, I'm, I've got to figure this out. It had been a little thing that I knew for a long time in the background, secret thoughts, but just, I just hadn't followed it. And so I started to move forward with that and that exploration. And then out of that, what I'm doing now and what this has become. Mm, I love that, you know, and I can't imagine there isn't anyone listening that can't relate. And I certainly can. I remember same thing, like being on extra. And that was a show that I wanted to be on for 10 years. I had no business being on extra, right? Like I was like getting in my late thirties at this point. And I, when I even dreamed that, and then to do the QVC HSN experience, and then extra was looking for well, actually we created it. It was a business partnership and I developed that and, and then attached myself as the shopping host. So I made my dream come true, but still they had to give full approval, all the executive producers, et cetera, right? And it's a big show. It's won many, many Emmys. It's been on forever. So I got to have my own shopping segment on that show for four years. But I do remember coming onto that show and be like, this was the ultimate dream. This isn't fulfilling at all for me at the level that I thought it would. Now I could appreciate my role there, which I realized after Date with Destiny was to only serve love, to serve love to the crew, to the host, to the viewers, to the brand entrepreneurs, because I was selling physical products. And it's like, what about the respect for them who think this product is going to change someone's life, right? Or whatever. And it was just like, once I realized I was there to only serve love and that it was just this sort of like next step in my evolution, but I didn't know what the final, I didn't know where else I was going. So that how part is so key. See, everyone thinks they need to feel ready, but ready is a lie. We're never going to feel ready. But if we're courageous enough to listen to the nudge or to listen to the little voice that says, wow, here I am in Mexico, realizing a dream that I once had. And it's not at all the way I thought it would feel. In fact, I feel completely lonely. That is powerful, but then to do something about it, because most people don't, and they just numb out and pretend that never happened. Yes? So true. It's yeah. So true. And what I like to say is you do always know the next step. So I didn't know how to build this, this business. I didn't know anything, anything, but the next step I did know that I didn't want to be the truth at all. Oh, I love that. I did not want to be the truth. I didn't want it to be the truth was I knew my relationship had to end. And this was your husband? No, it was my partner. Okay, got it. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so not one thought to be the truth. No. And so I was in love with him. And mm-hmm. so it was like, yeah, the other things couldn't be shown to me or I couldn't even see it in the clear way or in the next steps until I did the thing that I knew was the next thing. And we're back to everything is related. Even though mentally I want to be like, oh no, my personal life over here has nothing to do with where I'm going in my business, but everything is connected. Oh my God. You know, the medicine playlist that I shared with you. Yes. Okay. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to let everyone know right now, you guys, I'm going to link this song. You must listen by Nessie Gomes. She's a plant medicine musician all around the world. It's called all related. So Sloan, you have to go listen to that song when we're done talking, because it's so true, not only to each other, but to the vision that's pulling us forward and to every 
ounce of energy from the trees to the sky, to mother nature, to the rose in the garden, to a passerby that we don't think we know we're all connected. And, and that's why whatever we're doing with ourselves, saying to ourselves, treating ourselves, being honest about living in that full integrity, that new business paradigm, it gets supported beyond our wildest imagination for the how, right? When we step into that. Yes. And then have that courage to listen. Yes. And to me, the stepping into it is the courage to be making decisions from your highest self. Mm. There's this, my small self is like, no, I want to hold on to this. And I don't want to go through that loss and all that stuff. My highest self is like, this isn't the right thing. And it's like, at that point in my life, I made a conscious decision to really start making all of my life choices from that place. And a lot of times there's the angry, you know, little kid inside of me that's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want this to be the thing. But my knowing is what's actually right for me or what is actually on my purpose path. Oh, so good. Can we break down the distinction between the old business paradigm and what that might feel like or look like versus the new business paradigm? And then I would like you to help us understand how we can begin listening for the new business paradigm trying to burgeon through us? Yeah, I love that question. I think the easiest way to describe it is the old business paradigm is going to be a set of rules or the logical things to do to build a business that maybe you have a coach or a book or a course telling you like, you do this email sequence, you do this thing next, you do that. And the new business paradigm is using strategy like that for 10% that is really only to carry out what your inner guidance is guiding you towards. Mm -hmm. So instead of sitting down and I'm just going to make something up, but sitting down is like, I want to start a new business. I think the next thing I need to do is start doing social media. Mm -hmm. It's actually sitting down. I want to start this new business. What am I excited to work on? Maybe it's to start reaching out to people individually and making connections. Maybe it is social media. Maybe it is sending out, you know, emails or a blog, but, but first going inside to Mm -hmm. see where am I being guided? Mm -hmm. And when you have that answer, then yes, seek out someone who can help you maybe like take shortcuts and do that more quickly and more easily is awesome. But you're not listening to someone else to tell you your path. Thank you very much because strategy is the old business paradigm. Yes, we need some of it because it will help us be more effective, right? With marketing, with sales, with team building, all of that. But that's just a small percentage. I love that you gave it 90%. It's allowing ourselves to be guided. Okay, so what would be the barometer for knowing when we're tapped in to the new business paradigm or the beginning parts of it? How can we look for signs that we're on the right path? The the most aligned path, there's not a right path, the most aligned path for us. Well, what I've experienced and, and with clients experiencing is that our inner guidance or our highest self is always guiding towards more, towards being more. So there's this idea that, oh, it should be flow and it should feel good. Yes, maybe, but also there's usually fear with it. So I'm not talking about physical safety fear. Like you see someone down a dark alley and they have a knife. That would be like you protect yourself and you don't go down the alley. I'm talking about the fear. Like when you think of doing Facebook lives, for example, and you feel like, 
what am I going to say? What are people going to think? And maybe you keep thinking about it. Someone heard about this, this masterclass that you're doing and they're like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But yet they keep hearing you pop up in places. Are you talking about it? And then they're thinking about it. And then it's like, Facebook, could I do that? No, no, no. That kind of rumination and fear around it is probably a really good sign that that is something on your path. Yes. I'm so glad that you just said this. I'm not surprised, but as you were saying it, I was like, oh, my old barometer or the one that I've spoken about a lot on this show has always been, does it feel expansive in a hell yes? Or do I feel small? And it's like, I don't really know if it's any of that, then it's just, it's just a no, right? For me. And so I've just learned to trust that over time. But this is, this is that imperceptible nuance that we're talking about. I love it. If I'm in resistance and I've shut it down as a possibility, it's probably for me. Yes. Or oh, I just got the chills. Desire is coming through right now. <laughs> yes, yes. If something's like not for you at all, and I'm let me speak for me because we're talking yeah. about getting to know this within yourself. Yeah. If something's a no for me, to me inside, it feels like the path for that is dark, where it's just like a a muted feeling over here. It's not really, I'm not engaged with it. I'm not that interested, but when I'm thinking about it, when there's energy in it, even if it's energy that feels afraid, mm-hmm. that's and actually the more afraid, probably the bigger the indicator yeah. that that is the path. I love that. You know, I run, as you know, multiple signature programs and I have one that's um, many months long. So we get to know each other very well. It tends to be more boutique so I can really have time to share instead of just teach. And that's my favorite. And I tell them almost weekly what I was afraid to do during that last week, but did it anyway. And how I grew as a result of it and how I gave myself grace to not have it be perfect. And they're always so surprised, even months later that I like, wow, like, first of all, you share authentically. B, it seems like you're always up against your edge and the fear is fully present. The difference between you and maybe someone else and maybe them and those moments is that you just go through like blinders on, courage, courage, courage. I am courage. I am courage, right? Like mantras, right? Like incantations of like, I can do this. I can do this. And that's my life daily, truly, right? That's why you're so inspiring. Oh, likewise. I mean, and this is so beautiful, right? When we can really be transparent, we talk about thought leadership all the time. And we talk about conscious leadership and the new business paradigm. It's like, let ourselves be real, right? And and share those edges and the smoking and the, I parked in the fire lane. Like I, people could easily judge that as like, oh my God, what an elitist, right? Like it sounds awful. Cigarettes sound awful in 2021. But when we own our shadows, We liberate others from theirs. That's the beautiful thing. I'm not going to preserve this concept of perfectionism because I know it doesn't exist. And the more that I can just open up and be me and be real and let it fly in real time, which is I'm all about the live stuff, right? Or on this podcast, not filtered at all. That's me everywhere in life, y'all. And Sloan, would you agree? I'm I'm giving you a leading question. So now you're going to have to agree. But like, actually, I'll ask you this. What does it feel like when you hear a client say to you, I love your authenticity. I feel like really excited for them because I know that they're either in that also or moving into that. And I want to add something into this idea about, you know, the new business paradigm and and making choices from your highest self, because there's something that comes out of it that I think is really special that people aren't talking about very much, but I call it creating in technicolor. 
So when you let go of the shoulds and looking at how other people are doing it and all that stuff and really start following your inner guidance, the kind of, there might be some bumpiness, okay, at first and along the way, but then the evolution that comes from this, that is like, to me, the ultimate freedom and one of the juiciest parts of living this life is this level of creativity and being able to create from your unique emanation as a human being. Mm. And that is how you see people who are creating these phenomenal programs or ideas and thought leadership and people really living from that place of like, what's inside of me waiting to be born. Mm. When you're creating from there, you feel so free and so alive. So the technicolor part, which sounds just so awesome, is that where you are imagining it and you have it be in vivid colors so that it's super dynamic and real and close, like as if it's happening in real time? Is that what you mean by that? Or please explain what you mean. Yeah, I love what you're saying because I think that's the experience of it. And what I actually mean is when you allow what may at first seem like weird or bizarre or completely off key for your industry or something like you don't know how this is going to be because you've never seen it or heard of it before, but it's a little secret thought in the back of your mind, or it's a little idea that you've had that seems kind of weird. When you start to allow yourself to not just realize those thoughts, but to actually create from that place, bring those things out into the world, it feels like technicolor because you're creating things that are so interesting and diverse and colorful and different than what anyone else is seeing Mm. because it's from you. And there will never be someone just like you ever again. You're so special and you're so unique. And we're so used to being muted Mm. in that place. Especially now muted, censored, told what to believe, what you can't believe. It's just, it's, it's insane right now. There's never been a more important time for self-sovereignty. Yes. Yeah. I love what you just shared. That was so beautiful. And I think you can all, you know, understand now why Sloan and I, it was just like friendship at sight, you know, I mean, literally, and there's just such a resonance, your gift to our community, your gift to the women that you get to help. And I just feel so, so honored to know you and to really feel your heart. And I'm just grateful that you stepped into your calling as afraid as you might've been, but how honest you had to be to to move forward, right? And to let things go that were no, and to no longer serving you. By the way, the only way we can let in is to let go, right? You can't be plugged in, you know, at 80% of what you, you don't want and be like, but the 20%, right? It's fully open, fully open for us to be able to receive beyond our, our imagination. I would love for my listeners to be able to get in touch with you. And I think a really great place to start, if you don't mind, is I want them to all get their hands on your Warrior of the Heart morning ritual. So you guys can head on over to warriorsoftheheart.co. Don't put an M, .co. And I want you to pick that up. It's free. Sloan, also, where else is, is a good place to connect with you in, so, in the socials? I would love to connect on Facebook. I'm Sloan yeah. and I only have one name. Or on Instagram is Heart and Sloan. I love it. I know we had so much more that we wanted to cover, but clearly we can go deep and narrow on just this whole concept. 
I'd love to have you back and we can discuss what it means to really live your core beliefs and to begin to understand what those are. Of course, there might be some listeners that just want to reach out and go to one of your fabulous, ultra luxurious retreats. I'm pretty sure I'll find myself at one in the near future. You create experiences that are in technicolor, right? But that are real. I've gotten to witness you share about what you create for women and what you see as possible. And I love when you say like, huh, I can help you get rich. We can double and triple your impact. That's like, or your income. That is the easiest thing, right? It's where else do you want to go and how big do you want to, do you want it to be? That's what you're really about. That's the warrior of the heart that you stand for. And it's stunning. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm just so thrilled to know you and you're such a bright light. And I love this conversation, our time together. I just am so grateful for you. Ditto. So one of the, so the last question that I ask all my guests is what does it mean to be an awakened soul for you? However, I need to change this last question because I've been saying this the last few episodes um, and my listeners know it's like, wait, someone recently said he was, he's the CEO of VibraVision which is where they teach people how to see without seeing, right? Just mm-hmm. even read a driver's license. I mean, it's incredible. But he said, he's like, oh, but a soul is always awake. You mean, what does it mean to be an awakened human? I'm like, yeah, better way to ask that. Thank you after a year and a half of asking that question. So Sloan, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I want to ask the, the, a new question. I'm going to start it here. And it is, what does it mean to be a spiritual entrepreneur to you? I would say for me, that means using business as a vehicle to be in service and the highest impact. And then also taking business, not as the end all be all thing that I'm so concerned about how it goes, but always as a reflection of how I'm showing up. So the way we use business in the coaching that I do, and actually just for me personally, is I'm always looking at what are the things that are awesome and going so well? What are the things that aren't working well or challenging? And then instead of just like, okay, who do I need to fire? What do I need to do over here? First looking at how I'm showing up. Mm -hmm. Because if we allow it, our companies can be like the most phenomenal real-time self-reflection tool probably that exists. The only other one I know is kids. But I think with that, there's like a, and maybe pets, but with those things, there's a delay. Like you might realize it much later, how you've been showing up where business, you're seeing it now. Yes. Like using the business to evolve as you're also using it as a vehicle to be in service to others. Oh, that is so beautiful. And it really aligns with something that I've been saying ever since I heard Tony Robbins say it um, at Business Mastery, that all business growth is a spiritual job. And our business reflects what's going on internally. Mic drop. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know if we need to say anything beyond that. That truly was, but it was, it was, it was on the tail of your comet. Like it was just gorgeous. So thank you again for giving us your precious time. I'm excited to see what you continue to create. We following you, involved with you, collaborating with you, I'm sure in the future. Um, And just really grateful uh, that you took the time to be on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.